Aloha, pumpkin. Why, aloha, sunshine, and aloha, listeners, and welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge on Banana Day. International Banana International Day. International Banana Day. Depending on what part of the world you live in and whether or not the country you um, reside in celebrates. Banana. The banana, the most international of all fruits. And we need music to go along with International Banana Day. And what better than a little Javier Cugat and his orchestra? It's a little Latin, just like the banana. Well, actually, that's not true. The banana actually comes to us from Southeast Asia, but you would think it's Latin based well, on its all more of current... Our, all of our bananas come from Ecuador. Yes. Well, let's have a drink in honor of International Banana Day. We are having a libation called Planet of the Apes. Now, does this Planet of the Apes drink come from your ass, or is this an actual drink? This comes to us... Uh, well, it's a classic tiki libation, ah. and it actually comes to us... Uh, well, I picked it up. And I'll be honest. Why does this music make me want to tango? Well, you're welcome to. <laughs> I, I'm cer- I can't tango by myself. I'm not, I'm not going to stop you. No, it comes to us uh, from Beach Bum Berry's application that I have on my iPhone, Ooh. the Tiki Plus drink app. But it's it's really an easy drink to prepare, but it has quite a few things in it. It's got lime juice, pineapple, fresh squeezed OJ, creme de banana. It's got some dark Jamaican rum. Got an ounce or a half ounce of 151 amber rum. It's high packed full of protein, <laughs> uh, and then it's and then it's also got um, well some ice, you know, to dilute it down a little bit. Sure. So you shake that up real nice, and then without straining, you just pour everything into the tiki mug of your choice, and you have Planet of the Apes. There's some orange juice in here. Mm-hmm. I can't even taste it. Well, All I taste is the booze. Yeah, the booze covers that up. <laughs> but you taste the banana, right? A little bit, yeah. Mm. All I taste is booze. Well, that's okay. You sip away. Now, I picked this drink because I didn't want to do something too fruity. People think of banana drinks and they think of the banana daiquiri. And, you know... Ooh, that's too much. What? The banana daiquiri. Yeah, it's too banana. And so even though I put it on the list of banana drinks that I'm going to give you here, I don't recommend a banana daiquiri. I recommend things like a rum runner. It has some banana flavor. Tahitian rum punch. A nice rum drink with a little bit of banana. Of course, the banana daiquiri. Now, the banana boat. I like the banana boat. Wow, that is a drink I have not heard of in a long time. And probably my favorite banana drink is a banana colada. I don't care too much for a pina colada, but you throw in some banana, and I like it. So a lot of different drinks you can make with the banana, or the banana schnapps, or creme de banana, banana liqueur of your choice. Banana liqueur, one of the main ingredients in my favorite drink, the yellow bird. The yellow bird. The yellow bird. Pumpkin, I'm going to challenge you and say, can you tell the listeners what is in a yellow bird? The yellow bird she gets ingredients. It wrong every time, but no, 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 no. I think I, I think okay. I've perfected it. Banana liqueur. C. Pineapple juice. C. And coconut rum. C. No mas. No mas. That's it. Three and simple ingredients. Shake nice, pour into a glass. There you go. Yum. And she likes heavier on the banana schnapps yummy, than yum. the coconut rum. Mm-hmm. That's how she likes it. It's it's her go-to drink. And you've it heard is. us you've heard us do that before. I make up something that's not quite to her liking, and then I have to go to the standby, the yellow bird. 
It's my default drink. So everybody I, should have a default drink, don't you think? Let's um let's have a little bit of banana history while Listen we're still enjoying the drinking me. segment. Listen no, to you ignoring I'm not, me. I'm not ignoring you, but we're gonna have a little bit of, of, of banana history. <laughs> I will not be ignored. <laughs> <laughs> while we have our banana drink, and then we're gonna have a banana appetizer. Wow. Yes, you have made appetizers, listeners. I have. Sunshine has made appetizers that look. Very interesting on the plate sitting in front of me. They're slippery. (laughs) Yes, they are. The banana is the common name for the herbaceous plant of the genus Musa and for the fruit that they produce. Bananas come in a variety of sizes and colors when ripe, including yellow, purple, and red. Am I going to have to take notes? No. Okay. In popular culture and commerce, banana usually refers to the soft, sweet, dessert-type banana that we are going to be eating today, but there are others, other cultivars with firmer, starchier flesh, like the plantains that you were talking about earlier, Pumpkin. Many varieties of bananas are perennial, and, uh, well, it's just a delicious, delicious fruit, but it's actually not a fruit. It's actually an herb. Really? So the banana itself is actually the flowering part of the world's largest known herb. Did you, you know roll that? roll it up and smoke it? No, you cannot. No. They're native to tropical Southeast Asia, but are likely to have been first domesticated in Papua New Guinea. Today, they're cultivated throughout the tropics and grown in 107 countries at last count, wow. primarily for their fruit and some for their fiber and some for their ornamental value and innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> like the two lovely bananas I have hanging here on my microphone. Ooh, fun size, <laughs> pocket size fun. Now, although fruit of the wild species have large hard seeds that will actually crack your teeth into, mm. all of the culinary bananas are seedless and have tiny, tiny, little, tiny little seeds that are no difference to the fruit at all. Most of them are used for export, but here's something I think is the most interesting fact about the banana, at least that I read today. Oh, pray tell. Bananas are actually slightly radioactive. Really? They are. More so than most fruits because of their high potassium content and the small amounts of the isotope potassium-40 found naturally occurring in bananas. Now, proponents of nuclear power, this according to Wikipedia, sometimes refer to the banana as a banana equivalent dose, basically saying, oh, well, you'll get that much radiation from a banana. banana. What are you worried about a nuclear power plant in your neighborhood for? lots of bananas. Well, those silly silly proponents of nuclear power, they're always trying to relate something to a banana. So anyway, that I just thought the history of the banana would be would be interesting. And well, now, so wait, let's summarize what we've learned. Okay, a banana is a, not a joint. <laughs> a it's an herb. Is an it's herb. the flowering part of an herb. It's an herb, and it's, it's radioactive. radioactive. Yes. And now let's have some banana. Okay, let's eat. Now, what, now what now. do we have here? Um, this this is these are baked bananas that are rolled in coconut. So this and one they're here, all, they're all this the same. is cinnamon. Okay. This is plain with coconut, and this is brown sugar and coconut. So you wow. just you just take a little bite into I whichever didn't one know. you like. Okay, let's try the coconut. What are you going for? I'm having the brown sugar. Oh, oh the Lord, brown that's sugar. Good. Okay, hold on. Mm. I'll do the coat. I can't get it on my fork. It melts in your mouth. Mm. <laughs> I'm mm. sure the listeners are enjoying mm-hmm. listening. <laughs> I think I got the pop filter that's broken on mine. <laughs> It Now, what is this one? Sugar? That's just coconut and banana. Oh, just coconut and banana. Uh-huh. Unsweetened coconut. Unsweetened correct? coconut, yep. Organic, unsweetened, unprocessed coconut. <laughs> mm. Now, listeners. Mm-mm. 
Oh, the cinnamon is delicious. I think I like... If you want to make these yourself, all you have to do... Wait, where's the sugar one? Um, this is the brown sugar right here. All you have to do is uh, take a banana. I kind of like the plain one. Cut it, cut it um, into about three equal pieces, and then cut those pieces in half so that they'll lay flat on a plate. And then you roll the banana in either vegetable oil or butter. I recommend mm. butter. I have to go vegetable oil when pumpkin's here because oh, she doesn't do God. butter. Damn vegans. <laughs> and then you roll the banana in whatever you like. So I used coconut. And go with the unsweetened, otherwise it's too sweet. And then you can sprinkle on top cinnamon, brown sugar, nutmeg, pumpkin pie spice, whatever you like. And you get a virtually low-fat, healthy, radioactive appetizer <laughs> baked banana. <laughs> what more could you want? Mm, mm, I think mm. I kind of like the original. The, or just just, just the with plate. the coconut? Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Anyway, so, and then you put them on a cookie sheet. And you bake them just for about 10 minutes or less. And kind of like you um, you take a toothpick, insert the toothpick into one of the halves of banana um, as they start to sizzle. And if it's soft, take them out, you're done. It almost tastes like an apple pie. Like apple pie filling. Mm. They're just a straight coconut. And it's very good. So anyway, wow. I I actually, I had read somewhere something similar to this. And I was like, no, 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 no. Mm. I can do this better. I can do it better. Now, you you layer these mm. between some lady fingers. Or some Nilla wafers. Oh, Jesus Christ, you've got something Oh, good. my, let us pray. <laughs> let us pray. Amen. Okay, so there you go. We are, in, uh, we are in the swing of things celebrating Banana Day. We have so much, so much more show to come. We will be right back. Banana Mail. Listeners, let me just tell you that uh, Sunshine just handed me a banana, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this, and you actually have real banana mail. I do. I have people who wrote about you bananas. You have actual banana email. This first email comes from Tiki Annie from West of Shire. She says, thanks for the podcast. It really helps me get to work on Mondays. When you guys skip a week, it makes it so much harder to get to work. I hope you get this in time for Banana Day. We did. Since bananas are a common fruit and are also tropical, why are banana drinks actually kind of rare in tiki culture? I can always find something coconut or fruity, but not really a good banana drink when you need one, and it's totally my favorite flavor. Tiki Annie. Well, again, if you think about it, all the other fruits, they have water in them. Bananas, there's no water. You cannot juice a banana, so you can put them in a blender for blended drinks like the They're banana colada. They're a yeah. thickener. And didn't you say something about you can use them in place no, of you, eggs? No, you can substitute uh, in vegan cooking. If you don't have eggs, whip up a banana, a quarter of a banana. I do it all the time. I'm always whipping up a banana. <laughs> oh. Well, we still have Javier want, in the background. <laughs> do you want me to respond to that? How, okay, throughout the show, are you going to be talking about your banana? Probably. And what to do with it's it? Probably. Why and should why, I touch it or hold it? Or why wouldn't I? Well, here, hold this okay. one now. No, that, I have my own it's banana. It's warm. Thank you. No, that's yes, all right. It's warm and, <laughs> and rigid. You have been stroking that one, I have This to next say. one comes to us from Paul. Oh, there's more. Yes, he says, wow. Aloha ZTL. I'm finally writing you after listening for a long time. I don't do Facebook or any of the internet stuff, so it was email or nothing. I wanted to ask something for your banana show. Wow, who is it, knew? Is it just me, or is the banana the naughtiest fruit out there? I'm sure Sunshine will have something to say about that. Thanks for everything, Paul. 
Well, well mahalo, Paul. We were just talking about being naughty you know, with the banana. You know, just holding this banana in my hand in some ways makes me feel manly. Mm. Makes me feel manly. naughty. Makes me feel a little aroused. Really? Well, it's just something about the banana. I mean, I really... Let me it's, hold your it's banana. It's very phallic. I get the same feeling from your banana, whether I'm holding yours or mine. Now, I have to say, I have not seen that pocket-sized fun sticker on any of my bananas. It's been a couple years. So yeah, I think yeah. they kind of realized that that was a naughty little saying to put on the dull bananas. But it is a cool little thing you can do. And I think you can still order those stickers and then go into the grocery store and switch off the dole well, for the pocket-sized Why don't you do that? Pocket-sized fun, fun yes. sticker on there. Well, listeners... I want to thank uh, Annie and Paul for sending us their questions about bananas. And if you have any questions about anything at all, preferably something that we'd like to talk about, so pick our brains, won't you? Well, but I think going back, okay, bananas are naughty, but carrots and cucumbers are also naughty, too. Yeah, but there's something about there's the banana. There's just something about, it's, yeah. it's the curvature. It, I'm sure it is. It's the curvature. I'm sure it is. So uh, you can send comments and concerns and stuff to mail at zentikilounge.com. You are are taking concerns now? And we'll be (laughs) right back. Pumpkin, I I have something very special to talk about here on this banana day. Wow. What could be more special than banana day? Well, we on a previous podcast said that we were giving away the current album by the Martini Kings, Lost in Paradise. For free. For free. Shipping and handling included? Sure. Meaning the listener doesn't have to pay for it. Wow. The listener who was the first to go on iTunes and leave a review for the show. <gasps> Someone left a review. Somebody left a wow. review. They did. And the winner, the lever of the review is Dan. And Dan's been commenting, you know, quite a little bit on uh, on our Facebook and such. And so he went and he left us a little review. And I thought, you know, maybe I should read the review and, and, and acknowledge him as maybe, the winner. Maybe you what? should read it. <laughs> no, I think maybe I should read the review. Um, it's right after the one that says, we were vapid and nearly useless. It's right oh. after that one. That one's an old one. <laughs> so That's this one been comes on there for a while. from Dan. And it says, Zen Tiki Lounge is always a great show to have on my walk to work. Uh, he walks to work that's wow. very green. Especially during the cold, drab winter. It's like having a nice small piece of summer by the pool with a drink and pleasant background music to have with you. Yes, the Zen Tiki folks get drunk while the show goes on. <laughs> oh, that is great. And funny. <laughs> and hey, it shows that they drink. Oh, that drink works. It does. Drink works. Sometimes there is a small rant or some eco stuff. And hey, if you're at a bar, you got to listen to all that stuff as well anyway. It's basically a small tiki bar in your head. And he goes on to say some oh other things. Oh, my gosh. But, um, Dan, that is a, it is a very nice review, I have to so say. So it's like sitting in a bar with a bunch of drunk people just spewing out whatever comes to their mind. And and that is exactly... I think that's pretty accurate. That is exactly what we excel to be. I think that is pretty accurate. Let me have a drink. So, cheers. So, Dan gets the copy of the CD, and that also means that we now announce the next gonna, CD giveaway. How are you going to get a hold of Dan? Well, he I sent him a note on Facebook. Oh, okay. And, oh. and I will send him the CD. Now, the um, we had another artist, The oh. Exotics, who had sent us a CD, and we played their music on previous shows. And now we are going to give away The Exotics CD. And this is called The Lost Album by The Exotics. And, and is this new? It is their new album. And at the end of the show, we are going to play their song, One Mint Julep, 
just so you can get another taste of the oh, exotics. Mint and, juleps. I'm not big on the mint juleps. Well, I do like them. I know Especially you around Mardi Gras. They taste like toothpaste to me, though. But who doesn't like a fresh mouth? Hold your banana. (laughs) (laughs) Hold your banana. Um, So uh, at the end of the show, we'll play one mint julep, uh, just again for a taste of the exotics. And then the first listener now after this post, this show posts, who goes on iTunes and leaves a review of the podcast. Yes. Listen to you bribing. Hey, you know what? Listen to you bribing. Whatever Whatever it works. Uh, Leaves a four or five star review. Again, you get the choice. That's right. You get the choice. Because if you were only going to leave a three star review, go listen to some other podcast. Don't even bother. Well, no CD. No CD No, for you. no CD. Mm-mm. No. It's before five. And because it's not a it's real not contest CD-ing. and there's no sweepstakes and there's no rules, all I'm saying is the first person who goes on and the, the, the entries there on iTunes are timestamped, so I'll know who did it first, um, they, get, they get the exotic CD, and I think that's pretty cool. So Dan wins the Martini Kings, or not wins, but he gets because it wasn't really a contest, and then we'll find out who gets the exotics, hopefully on the very next episode. What if it's Dan again? Well, hey, whatever. There, there you go. I don't know if you can leave a review twice. I'm not sure. Otherwise, yeah. I would have left 13 glowing reviews of my own of podcast. Your own. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you can do that. Maybe you can. I'm really not sure. Well, pumpkin. Um, it is. It is International Banana Day here in the lounge, and we do have a lot more to talk about, including some tiki news that's coming up, and then you've got plenty as well. Um, some things to warn the listeners about. I believe, about the hazards of shopping. Well, and also I had a uh, rum jumbi sighting. Oh, yes, and I do want to hear I about that. I need to that. talk so about my rum jumbi sighting. I'm actually going to let you tag uh, the rum jumbi sighting onto the end of the news. We'll call it a, a a local spot or something like that. Oh, this was national. Hmm. This was a national well, rum jumbi. perhaps even international. And I don't know that people caught it, but I did. Well, listeners, hang on, because here comes the tiki news. Listeners of all ages, this just in to the Zen Tiki Lounge News Desk. You have an official news desk now, dedicated? You're sitting at it. Wow. <laughs> the bar is the news desk. <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming October 2nd, 2010. So just a few days from now, about a week from now, at the M Modern Gallery on North Palm Canyon Drive in beautiful Palm Springs, California, is... A book release party. It is the 10th anniversary of Tiki Modern by Sven Kirsten, renowned Tiki author and Tiki file himself. So you can join them there at the M Gallery on October 2nd from 7 to 9.30 p.m. for the opening reception, the Book of Tiki Group Art Exhibition, hosted and curated by author Sven Kirsten. Participating artists include Shag, a.k.a. Josh Agel, Bosco, Heather Watts, Kevin Kidney, Miles Thompson, Tiki Tony, Derek Yaniger, and many more. So if you happen to be in the Palm Springs area... No Sunshine Tiki. <laughs> no Sunshine Tiki. No sunshine, sunshine Tiki is not really an artist per se. Mm. Uh, so anyways, so, so head on down to the M Gallery in Palm Springs if you happen to be around there on October 2nd. Now, let's, let's go ahead more to, um, well, let's say November, November 21st. For example, November 20th and 21st, the 20th at the Mayflower Club in Los Angeles, the Tiki Aki Orchestra takes you on a three-hour tour, live exotica, and island trading post. 
So not only is the Tikiaki Orchestra playing, but there is going to be a Gilligan's Island theme contest our costume contest that I am going to try and drag Pumpkin along to so that we can (laughs) reuse our Halloween costumes again in November. Wow. And bring the whole gang from Gilligan's Island down to the Tikiaki three-hour tour. We are doing, last year we were Golden Girls. Yes. This year it's Gilligan's Island. This year it's Gilligan's Island. So that's at the Mayflower Club on November 20th. And you can go to tikiakiorchestra.com and you can check out the details there. And then the following day at the Tongaha on Sunday, November 21st, uh, they're having an art showing featuring Kirby, Crazy Al, Doug Horn, Tiki Tony, Big Toe, Grog, Bamboo Ben, and a whole lot more. So head on down to Los Angeles. So if I show up to, to this Los costume, Angeles. you know, because Marianne, because I have to be Marianne, mm-hmm. sometimes she wears shorts, sometimes she wears like pedal pusher pants. I think you should wear so the, the shorts. So I would have to wear shorts yes. in order to win the contest. They want to see ass and tits. Uh-huh. And you'll make it work. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. Okay, now, this uh, comes to us from... Um, so what do we win? <laughs> what do we win? Things. Hmm. No, actually, I don't know what we win. I, I'll, I, it would just be nice to be up on stage all together, oh, all okay. of the cast up there again. All right. Listener Jonathan K. sent a link to a great article that highlights all of the new and old tiki bars in the New York area. Uh, there really is something for everyone in New York. And I, I knew that there were a few tiki bars in the New York area, but I didn't know that there, there were this many. Um, quite a few, actually. And so I posted an article at uh, the Zen Tiki Facebook page, and it uh, links to where all these tiki bars are. Um, some of them are on Manhattan. I some are, say a lot of them are in Manhattan. Yeah, and some of them Almost are in, are in the, uh, the other part of uh, New York. Um, there's Painkiller, which is one of the newest, actually. There's Auto Shrunken Head, which has been around for quite some time and is very well known. There's the King Yum Chinese Restaurant, which, um, not tiki per se, but you know what? We're all one big happy family sometimes. Yeah. There's Trader Vic's, of course, uh, Central Park. There's the Zombie Hut, which I just heard some good things about. Um, That one is in Brooklyn. There's Hawaii Kai on Broadway and 50th, West 50th. Now, um, this one, I actually, a listener wrote in and said, if you're ever in New York, you have to go to the Rusty Knot. And this one almost sounds dirty. Um, it so, sounds very nautical. Although not a full-on tiki bar per it's se. Nautical. It's a nautically themed um, bar with artwork and such. And the drinks I hear are outstanding. So I have not been to any of these because I have not. Excuse me, it's the banana. I was going to say. I've not been to New York. Um, there's the Lonnie Kai, the Distinguished Wakamba Cocktail Lounge, the Hurricane Club, and the Brooklyn Tiki Bar. So all of these are in the greater there's New York two, area. There's two tiki bars in Brooklyn? There are, at least. Wow. And and there may be even another one opening very soon. So I want to say a good, a good mahalo to Jonathan for sending us that article. And if you want to check that out, um, you can go to... Uh, New York Eater at ny.eater.com and search for Tiki Bars and you'll find that article or you can just go to the Facebook page for Zen Tiki Lounge and you can check out the link that I posted and you can uh, you can get it all there yourself. So if you're in the New York area, there's plenty Tiki Wise to do. Isn't that nice, Pumpkin? Going there for New Year's Eve, going into a Tiki Bar in New York. That sounds good to me. Screw Times Square. Who wants to see <laughs> Ryan <good>. Seacrest? <laughs> Well, if there's somebody who likes a banana, it's Ryan Seacrest, (laughs) allegedly. 
Okay, so last but not least, Tiki Caliente 3 is officially announced for 2011. It's going to be May 20th to 22nd in lovely warm Palm Springs, just like the book opening. So that's in California, of course. One of uh, many Tiki pop culture events happening around the world this coming spring in 2011. So check out Tiki Caliente page on Facebook or TikiCaliente.com for more info as it becomes available as it gets closer to the event. And Rory Snyder, who puts the event together, um, well, I hope that he and I will be chatting a little bit more and uh, maybe we'll be doing some promotion of that event right here on the Zen Tiki Lounge, but we'll see what happens. And I will be are, at the event you, regardless. Are you looking for a free room? No, Are it's, you no, looking no, no. for some comp? It's not that I'm looking for a free room. It's that I'm going to be at the event, and and if somebody will pour me a drink, I'll take it. No. Have you ever this turned one's down empty. a drink? Have you ever turned down a free beverage? No, not really. A free now, I was going to say. Mm-mm. Now, um, listeners, um, we have one more cheeky news item, and I'm going to send it right over to Pumpkin, because she has, well, there has been a sighting. There's just been a sighting. Why now, don't you tell uh, those us? of you, you do not watch the Mad Men, Sunshine, do you? I do not, no. Love the Mad Men, as many people do. Yes. So over on the Annie, the show Mad Men, um, there was a rum jumbie sighting. Now, listeners, I don't know how many of you actually watch Mad Men, um, but it was last episode, actually, one of the main characters had rum jumbie in his home now rum jumbie for anybody who's not familiar is a yes, rum based describe, describe the bottle is a well it's a rum based uh liqueur that uh, is uh infused with fruit and fruit essences that basically um it's it comes it comes in a bottle that looks like a stereotype of a oh i don't know ricky ricardo ricky ricardo playing bongo. a bongo yes but with the frilly sleeves and everything and the straw hat and the, it's a, a real straw hat. A jumbie is a spirit, I believe. And so um, the jumbies were the spirits that I think lived in the caves, and you were to beware of the spirits. And so the rum jumbie is basically uh, the, the spirits have possessed this liqueur, and if you drink it, the spirits uh, come out and you or possess you, something like that. And I brought home a bottle from Florida. Well, and when I'm in Jamaica next year... You better bring I'll me another see. bottle of rum jumbie because this one's half empty. And I, I don't want to... It's like one of those things where I don't want to drink it all because where do I get another bottle of rum jumbie right. in California? Well, and I'll be in Florida too. So anyways, pumpkin. So, so you, the, there was a sighting. The show, yeah. the show takes place in 1965, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so his daughter, Don Draper, the main character, so those of you that watch Mad Men, go back on your TiVo or go back to A&E, and it's the scene where his daughter made him French toast, and she grabbed the rum jumbie bottle, and she thought it was Mrs. Butterworth. And I could easily and see how that would happen. And poured it all over... The French toast. And so my boyfriend and I were watching it, and I started yelling, Rum Jumby. And he had no idea what the hell I was talking about. So I had to explain that it was the bottle. And by the time I had finished explaining it, the main character, Don Draper, had told his daughter that no, it wasn't Mrs. Butterworth's. It was rum that she poured all over. And how apropos, because I believe that Mr. Draper is what they call a functioning alcoholic in oh, the series. Yes, this Although, season he is. in the current season, I understand that he is not so much a functioning alcoholic no, anymore. No, 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 not so much, not so much. He's having a tough time. I have thought about getting into the show, and I, I might, when it's like when it. more of the seasons are on no, DVD and back, I can watch the whole go thing. Go back to the first season. Yeah. Go back to the first season, go back to the first show. Um, it's extremely sexist, but yeah, oh, well, I it love sounds it. good to me. But I love it. <laughs> and that, listeners, 
is Tiki News for this week. Pumpkin dear. Yes. Would you like to tell the listeners I don't know what I the the healthiest aspects of the banana? Well, when I found out, you know, we are paying homage to the banana today and National Banana Day. Or we don't fool around. Like. We're not playing no, with kiwis no, no. or apples or anything so, like that. So, of course, I had to whip out my 150 healthiest foods on her. Did you whip out your banana <laughs> information? So I whipped out my banana information because, listeners, I have to have a banana a day. And I know Starshine has to have a banana a day, too. And I hope she'll forgive me for mentioning this. Starshine mentioned that if she doesn't have her banana every day, her hips hurt. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So you got to have your... I have a banana a day. Do you? No, I don't. Actually, um, I I do like bananas, but oddly enough... I got to have my banana every day. Every time I buy bananas, uh, I eat a few and then half go bad. But but they don't go bad exactly because... Well, you separate them and then you freeze them. Because as they get brown... Um, I I make banana bread. So I either mm-hmm. make banana bread or I freeze, I chunk them and freeze them and then use them for, for daiquiris or smoothies later. So the banana never actually goes to waste, but I rarely eat them all while they're fresh. Pumpkin's in the middle of a big yawn right now. I don't so know. It's the alcohol. It's all I'm of the sorry. excitement from Banana Day. I'm sorry. I've been up since so 5 tell in us, the morning. So tell us about the healthy, healthiest things about bananas besides the radioactivity that we just learned about. Right. Now, they're obviously they're healthy food, but mm, they're mm. maybe not as nutritious as what some people believe them oh, to be. Oh, really? Um, of course, their main claim to fame is the potassium and fiber. Yeah. Um, they have, an, uh, you know, three to four grams of fiber per banana. And they're probably the first food that comes to mind when you say, um, you know, how can I get more potassium? Well, have a banana. Um, oh, actually, I, I actually think kale. Spinach and broccoli um, actually have more potassium. Um, Baked beans, tomato juice, cantaloupe, kiwi has more. But anyways, um, it actually, you know, they do have potassium and they are for the most part relatively low um, in sugar. And so now in the book, it says they have 12 grams of sugar, but on the diabetes website, it says that a banana has about nine grams of sugar. Well, I think the sugar content actually increases as the banana ripens. Right. Um, and And I do know that watermelon is highest on the glycemic scale and bananas lower. And in yoga. Yoga. In yoga, nutritional therapy. Not yogurt. No, yoga. Uh, Bananas are considered a cleansing and a rejuvenating food, which is true. Uh, People think that bananas um, stop you up or back you up. Mm -hmm. Actually, bananas help expedite the process. I would agree. I would agree. Yes, bananas are good for your poo, people. Mm -hmm. Bananas make you go poopy. Mm -hmm. Well, gosh, thanks for sharing that. Is, Is that all? Well, and then it says bananas are a great source of fruit. To glucosicur, I can't even pronounce this Good word. Good job. No, let me spell it. Okay, let me spell go it. right ahead. F R U C T O O G L I O S A C C H A R I D E S. IKEA. 
<laughs> you just spelled so, Ikea. So something with sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what? I have no idea. Um, so again, it has a lot of that in there, but they call it FOS for short. <laughs> I can see why. Oh, like all bacteria, they need food to live. And the food that they like best is that word that I just spelled. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, bananas were hands down the most potent fruit source of these valuable compounds. So they've long, uh, bananas and rice have long been a folk remedy for digestive upset, especially diarrhea. Diarrhea, yes. Ooh, you got the diarrhea, you well, eat the banana. Speaking of sugars, and you know, the, the whatever gram of sugar, whatever gram of sugar happens to be in this um, large banana I'm holding in my hand. Um, but it has a low you know, glycemic index, not well, like some food. You know what does not, you know what's not low on the, on the glycemic index Your is mama? high fructose corn syrup. Or, but it's natural. Or as they like to call it, HFCS. So the makers of high Wait, fructose corn syrup. Wait, there's an acronym now? Yes. The makers of high fructose corn syrup call this one of my rants, whatever you want. But but it's natural. It's totally natural to change the, change the molecular no, configuration of things yeah. and then and sell it again and call it natural. Uh, so the makers of high fructose corn syrup, they're trying to sweeten their image by rebranding HFCS. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say sweeten their image? Yes, I did. Wow. I did. Were you trying to make it funny? Well, no. I, I'm actually reading that directly from the article on Huffington oh. Post. I mean, I can't oh. take credit for it. Wow. But oh, they're okay. trying to sweeten their image <laughs> by calling it, instead of high fructose corn syrup, they want to call it corn sugar. Because it sounds so all much fruit, more natural. All fruit has sugar. I know. But they think if they call it corn sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup... That people will go, oh, well, it's just corn sugar, just like beet sugar or sugar beets. That's like or changing brown sugar. prunes to dried fruit. Yes. Or dried plums. Dried plums. And actually, that was one of the examples they gave was, you know, when I was in elementary school, my granny, she used to eat prunes. Mm -hmm. She would eat sun-sweet pitted prunes. And I honestly don't know if she ate them because she liked them or if she ate them because she was chronically constipated. I'm guessing it was the constipation because my granny was also a big believer and user of enemas. Oh. My granny had wow. more than one enema bag, and she That's always had great. one ready to go. She wasn't into the disposable fleet enemas. She had one of those enema bags, and you would fill it up with water, and it had a little hose, and you would attach it to yourself and hold it up above yourself, and mm-hmm, you just, you just <laughs> picture the rest. Yeah. And... Back in the day, I mean, this is what if they did. If you eat enough fruits and vegetables, people, your body will well, clean this itself. Well, this is what's interesting is because my granny was, I mean, she was, she ate lots of fruits and vegetables. I mean, she ate meat, of course, but, you know, she didn't, she didn't grow up in the age where everything was fast food in a restaurant. Right. So, I, but she had quite a little problem with constipation. Or there was no high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> well, they had high fructose corn. Well, I don't know. No, they. I think they had not that. Not in the food to the extent that it is. Today. No, absolutely not. Uh, and she everything. didn't. And she didn't eat at places like McDonald's and and stuff like that. She just didn't. And anyway, so but yeah, so Granny, she suffered from the um, the constipation. But that's not what I'm talking about. This we're talking about corn sweetener, <laughs> corn sugar. And so you're the one that brought up your Granny's. So listeners, I just want to, I just want to say to you, don't be ignorant. <laughs> Do not be ignorant. If if this passes and they start calling it. 
corn sugar. You know it's going to pass because they're going to pay somebody well, to Well, that's pass probably it. true. You Come need on. to still look at the labels. And here's why they want to change it. Corn because sugar, the consumption of soda beverages for the first time in 20 years has actually decreased in a calendar year. Wow. For the first time in 20 years. So the consumption of soda beverages has been increasing for I don't know how long, but for the first time in 20 years, the worldwide consumption actually decreased. Only slightly, but still. Now, the consumption of high fructose corn syrup containing foods has been decreasing for a few years now. Well, good. And it takes a while. Because people are people, people are reading out. labels and they're looking at that and they're saying, "I don't want pasta sauce with high mm-hmm. fructose corn syrup. I don't you want don't it. ice cream and and ice cream bars and bread everything. and all kinds it's of things. I don't want that in my food. You know, if if it needs to be sweetened, then they should just put sugar in it, or it should have the natural sweetness from the fructose or the the fruit or whatever that should be in the product. Beet juice. The beet juice. Beet, beet juice. juice. Now, the thing about beet juice is, um, it's it's best it's used in a in, lot of vegan. It's best used bacon. in foods that are also of dark color mm-hmm. because it's not pure refined white or the light yellow that the uh, HFCS is <laughs> now known as corn sugar. Doesn't that Magic. sound nice? Corn sugar. It sounds like something that should be on the Candyland board. Now, here's here's another group of people that I don't I want to rant about. Again, not banana related, but I just have to get it off my chest. The EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, pretty much run by a-holes these days, mm-hmm. but they are putting off new smog and ozone regulations due to the economy. So they're basically saying well, we know the air's polluted, and and we know that we shouldn't uh, release ozone-depleting chemicals into the atmosphere so that we all get skin cancer and die a quicker death. But, you know, it would be better for the economy if we just did have more smog and release mm. those ozone-depleting chemicals. So the, the wonder children at the EPA are, are thinking about... Um, Putting off the new smog and ozone rules. They're in with the FDA and all the other. They're, you know, they're all. So, they're listeners, all this is where I implore you, and and we try to ask people to be active in their community and their countries, and whether you live in the United States or not, uh, we need to make sure that air quality standards only get stronger and more strict, that they are not relaxed. Not relaxed like Granny's bowels needed to mm. be relaxed with the prunes and the bananas, or the. Dried plums, dried as plums, they are now called, plums. corn sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and dried plums. Yes. Um, so anywho, I, the EPA, you know, they have done some great things for our country. Because, for example, when I was in junior high, we used to have a stage one or stage two smog alert regularly during the warmer months of the year. And we weren't even allowed to go outside and do PE because the air was so disgustingly dirty and you would wheeze and cough and you couldn't see two miles. But we don't have those anymore. We don't, we no longer have those stage one, stage two smog alerts. And it's because of agencies like the Environmental Protection Agency put limits on the things that people could throw out into the atmosphere. And so the air quality has actually gotten better, but we still have a long way to go. I mean, just because I can see the horizon of downtown Los Angeles from where we live here in the lounge... Doesn't mean kind we're done. Of. Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes, yes. There are definitely days where you cannot. So Trader Vic's Los Angeles is down there in downtown Los Angeles, and I'd like to think that I could see it from here in the lounge, but not always. No, in fact, not a lot of the time because there is enough smog, especially on the warmer days. Anywho, so the EPA and the uh, corn syrup gang, they're on my list. 
Well, my list of people that well, I don't particularly care for. Well, they've been on your for. list, I, I think. Know. Now, you have a list. And it's, well, it's a good and a bad list, actually, I guess. Well, you know, you've talked about your recent Is this the banana protests. lobby? Is it the banana lobby that you're worried about? No, no. But make sure that your bananas are fair trade. Of course. <laughs> Part of the Rainforest Alliance. Mm-hmm. Are your bananas Rainforest Alliance certified? Well, these bananas are organic. I don't know if they're rain. What I, I, Rainforest Alliance, meaning the know. workers are getting paid a fair wage. I don't know. That sticker was not on the banana. Well, then, they're, then these are blood bananas. Well, you ate them too. I didn't eat the. Oh wait, I did. Didn't yes, I? you did. You did. So you've talked about your recent boycott. I saw you pick up my banana and fondle it just now. <laughs> I've been playing with the tip for a while. Well, oh, you know what? Well, before we... But here, listeners. Now, do you know the proper way to peel a banana pumpkin? I, I just peel it. Okay, well. And, and do you do... From the stem, you snap it open? Yeah. Well, actually, we, modern man, those of us walking around on two feet, bipeds. Bipedal, yeah. We should learn a lesson from the monkey. The chimpanzee, the gorilla, because they don't open a banana that way. They open it the proper way. Which is? Well, they open it the other side. So we open Why? it from the stem because when you open it from this side, you know how sometimes you smash the end of the banana and it and it gets all mushed and it do doesn't you get tear? It open the other way? You just grab it and it pops right open. <laughs> Look at that. You just pinch the tip. You just pinched the tip of the banana. You just and it pinched was like the tip like hand. the reservoir on a condom. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> so it's the reservoir tip. And then you and then you pull it apart and it comes right open. Now you try. You, How did you, you learn to I don't want to eat the actually banana? Actually, my though. boyfriend taught me this. To pinch the tip. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, no, go ahead. You try it. But I don't want to eat it, so it's, I don't want to waste it's a, it. It's okay. It'll get eaten. I'm pinching the tip, mm. and now you're deep-throating. You're distracting me from pinching. <gasps> well, look at that, son of a bitch. The easier way to open the banana. I taught you something today. Wow, listeners. You learn something new every day. No. The interesting thing wow. is whether a banana, you can just lay it down on the plate and I'll eat it. Whether a banana is softer, hard, or mushy, this method works. The um, the part where you the the method where you try to break it open at the stem really only works when the banana is still pretty firm. But as the banana gets softer, you mangle the end of the banana. But now you know how to properly open a banana. Pinch the tip and then peel apart. And then enjoy. Then insert in your mouth. <laughs> Stop that. Okay, that is creeping me out. Can you Okay, anyway, so banana? you were going to tell us a All story. All right, so you boycotting Target for giving money mm-hmm. to anti-gay causes, correct? Mm-hmm, that's okay. correct. Mm-hmm. So I brought in a list of other places to boycott as well. Why not? Now, Let's not shop anywhere. No, It no. certainly saves money. Now, of course... Now, I've been trying to be very good and not shop at Target as well. I feel radioactive. <laughs> You're going to be radioactive <laughs> after your drink, after two bananas and your My appetizer and sugar. And, yeah. and so now, okay, unions are a big controversy because some people are pro-union and some people think unions are... I have no comment. Yeah, so you either like them or you don't. Um, but well, I'll tell you one not thing. Not allowing workers to unionize. I am against the um, state and federal unions. Well, it depends. It depends on the unions. Some unions are good, 
some unions are bad and they protect bad people. Yes, they do. So, for example, we all know Walmart. Don't shop at Walmart. But Overstock.com. Uh-huh. Overstock.com is bad. Why is that? Um, because, well, again, um, the main, the president uh, doesn't believe in unions and, again, doesn't allow the workers to join a union, doesn't allow them to unionize. Okay. Um, so, of course, Walmart, we know that. Starbucks. Which we know, Star. We've known Starbucks is kind of shady. But Starbucks is known for paying a pretty good wage for what yeah, you do. But it again. I mean, they do opposes, just make coffee. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh, um, and occasionally toast a bagel. Well, and there's been several lawsuits against them for violating workers' rights. Really? Mm-hmm. So they've had several um, national labor board. Uh, I do remember one. It was about. It was about. Uh, I think it was like. Supervisors who were paid as hourly rather than salaried, and they should have been paid hourly overtime, and they weren't, or something. I don't remember, but anywho. Domino's Pizza. Well, were they on the good or the bad Domino's list? Domino's Pizza's on the bad list. Really? Why is that? Um, now, let's see. Is it because their pizza sucks? Well, Cause that's no, enough. because they've redid their pizza. Haven't you seen their commercials? Yeah, well, what's wrong with redoing um, a recipe if they want so to? So, it says, now, listen to this. The National Labor Relations Board recognized the first pizza delivery union in 2006. Oh, are you kidding me? Did you me? have any idea that there no. was a pizza delivery no. union? No, you are not supposed to be delivering pizza long enough to need to be a member of a union. That's what the job is. It's something you do for a summer before you go to college. Or, Jesus Christ. Or it's your third job. Or it's your, Yes, or it's your second or your third job, and it is by no means supposed to be a career, so you don't need a union to fight for benefits for something you're not supposed to do for more than a year. So this is what Domino's did. What did they do? Domino's reportedly rewarded their non-union employees with a salary hike. Oh, hey. So if you don't join the union, you get more money. <laughs> a pizza delivery union. <laughs> you get funny. you get an extra inch of pepperoni well, for every so pizza you deliver if money, you don't join the all union. All your money that you earn goes to your union dues. Yeah. Now, Outback Steakhouse, Carrabba's, and Bonefish Grill. Now, you've never been to a Carrabba's because no, it's I an haven't. East Coast. No, I haven't. It's your typical Italian, you know, right. olive garden yes. macaroni grill. Mm, sounds um, delicious. Now, of course, all their food is very fattening, um, but it also um, donates a lot of money to your friend, uh, Minnesota Congresswoman Michelle Bachman. Ooh, Michelle Bachman. So, um, she is, well, See you next Tuesday, Michelle Bachman. Mm. She is an evil, evil, gay-hating, crazy right wing. No, I. You know what? I don't even think the Republicans claim her at this point. I think she's just out there in Never Never Land on her own in Crazy Town. So the company is called C S I. Oh, O S I. Sorry, O S I. Um. So the company it's O S I, but it's basically Outback Steakhouse, Carabas, and Bonefish Grill. Um, they they give money to um, your girlfriend. I don't like now, her. Now, let's Mm-mm. talk about places that you can Yeah, where are the shop. hell are we supposed so to go? So these are, now this is just a partial list of some labor-friendly businesses. Now, do they qualify um, what labor-friendly means? Labor, so basically they give their employees. They give, free employees bananas. They give bananas to everybody. Fair pay. 
and bananas. Fair pay and bananas. Uh, they allow them to unionize. Okay. So grocery stores See, now. I don't care if they allow them to unionize though. Because I've well, I've, but a lot of people do. All right, fine, a lot whatever. Of Grocery stores, Safeway, Giant, Giant Eagle, Stop and Shop, Albertsons, and Kroger. Giant Banana. Giant Banana is not on here. Oh, damn. Now, children's products. Okay. Chub Baby Wipes. Oh, thank God. My, the, the... The towelettes that I use to wipe my baby's ass are labor friendly. <laughs> you know, you know, Starshine's uh, husband, the senator, he uses the Does chub. Does he like the baby wipes? He uses the chub in lieu of TP. Really? He chub does. baby wipes? Yes. Really? Yes. You gotta the make flushable sure that kind. He's, he's using the, the flushable chub baby kind, wipes. Yes. So, um, Oshkosh Bagosh. <laughs> Thank God. Well, please tell me Jimboree is on the list or I'm gonna be devastated. I'm sorry, no Jimboree. Oh, God. No Where will Jimboree. I spend all my money this holiday season? I have no idea. Bananas. There you go. Now, did you know that ballpark hot dogs are labor-friendly? I did not know that. Captain do the Crunch. Cows, do the cows agree? Captain Crunch cereal. <laughs> okay, that's weird. Velocic pickles. Oh, they crunch. Orida products. Uh-huh. Jif peanut butter. Oh, good. Heinz ketchup and mustard. Dan and yogurt. <laughs> no, why don't you give more examples of large places to shop? Because these little ones, you know. Um, home goods, Costco, All Clad, Electrolux, Frigidaire, and Kenmore. Oh, good! I needed a Those fridge. Those are all. Um, now personal products. <laughs> oh, this might be interesting. Chapstick. Okay, good. Old Spice. Oh, I don't care for that. Colgate. Uh huh. Cup. Well, wait, but the Colgate Palmolive isn't that a, isn't that a Procter and Gamble brand? Which means, don't they worship the devil? Oh. I know that was just a silly rumor in the '80s, but I just have to bring it up. <laughs> Irish Spring, Dove, mm-hmm. Advil, good drugs, and Pepto Bismol. <laughs> oh, yummy Pepto Bismol! I, I gotta say, I like it in liquid form because it is very refreshing. As thick as it is, it is very refreshing. Now your palm olive is on here as well. Also another Procter & Gamble product, I believe. Tide. And uh, made by Satan and worshippers, allegedly. Snuggle, liquid plumber. I hate the stupid snuggle bear. Lysol. So if you would like to kill the environment and support good, uh, labor-friendly good labor business. Habits, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Buy so, some Lysol. So it doesn't really say anything about, you know... Uh, eco-friendly products, and I buy none of these products on here. No, I really I don't either. I go to Costco, and that's about it. Other so, than that, all of there's no green products on here. So I think the moral of the story really is, I hope what you're getting at is... Do your research. research. Before you buy things, research it. Read At, at the very least, because I know that none of us have the time to go online and research a product before we go shopping for every item. But you do have the time to read the label while you're in the store. You can glance at the label. You can at least look at what country was it made in. You can at least, um, you know analyze the packaging to determine if it's too much packaging or if it's Make recycled sure it's fair packaging trade. fair, fair trade, trade if you organic. can find it organic if you can find it see if it's fair trade it's good to people and if it's organic it's good to the environment and if it's fair trade and organic well that's just a double that's a double just plus just like my green tea of course of course well listeners you know, we here at the Zen Tiki Lounge, we try to... We're blowing a lot of smoke up the listeners' we, ass today, aren't we? We try <laughs> to celebrate fun things like International Banana Day. 
give away CDs, read read listener mail, do all kinds of fun things. And Listen then, to a little and then, music and then bring it down. Get with... drunk and then and then complain about the things that piss us off. <laughs> and we did that all here today in the Zantiki Lounge. And we hope that you'll come back and you'll listen again and again and you'll tell other people about the show and and someday soon so many people will be listening to the show that we'll have to beat you off with a stick and you'll be throwing so much money at us that well our jobs will consist of nothing but drinking uh, glorious amounts of alcohol in beautiful tiki mugs and ranting in front of a microphone and having people rub our feet. On Hawaiian Island. With a view, yeah. Cabana. From the from a top a of a from body. a from the top of a from a warm smoldering volcano with a lovely view. Oh no, the um The sulfur dioxide is good for your yeah. hair, I hear. Well, yeah, you know what I do like the smell of sulfur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's something about it. Uh, but it, 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 it gets a little I think for you it's because, well, it reminds you of home. You know, hell. I love sulfur. I love yes, looking she at does. the volcano and you can see the layers of the sulfur. It smells like matches. Well, listeners, it is that time. It's the end of the show. <laughs> Pumpkin, why don't you take us out? So once again, listeners, thank you for joining us on Banana Day. Mm, the lounge. Mm. So thank you for joining us. And until next time, Mahalo. mahalo. Thank you.